A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Daniel. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. I had a really great... Well, I guess we should first say, this is a little unusual, but we've got... Two guests in the studio with us right off the bat. Kevin Herman. Hello. From Benjamin Moore. Eric Lowing, sales rep from Repcolite. Hello. Eric and Kevin, thank you for being here. So I'm going to let everybody in on my favorite story of the whole week. Okay. So yesterday, I am leaving work to go to a baseball game, and I get in my car, and I notice that my phone has a number of texts on it. Instantly fearing that they were from my wife and that I had left somebody, one of the many children, at a place <laughs> that I was stranded. supposed to pick them up, mm-hmm. I'd start checking them. And one was from my wife, but it was just, mm-hmm. you know, get Maddie, my daughter, after work. Okay, that's good. And the other one is from my daughter, Tessa. Right. And I see a whole string of messages, and the very last message says, it's full to the top. What do I do? So, oh, that's different. So I start scrolling through it, and it all starts with a picture of a toilet. And then there's a whole series of texts that say, Dad, it is filling up and won't go down. And the next text is, Dad, it's way to the top. Do I keep flushing? Yes. Do I let it go? And then the last one was, help, it won't go down. Do I do? So I text her, stop flushing. And I had to walk her through a plunging experience because she's never plunged a toilet right. before. So right. you're just calling out your daughter right now. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sure she <laughs> Do any of her friends listen to the show? I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, walked, Dad. Yeah. Walked in on a situation. Yeah. Yeah. But she fixed it. Oh, with good. my expertise and know-how. Was there much gagging? Because I would have gagged. I could hear her. I'd hear splash, splash. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. And it wasn't even really bad. I will let, it you, was just, it I was, will let you in on a secret. Because uh-oh. I talked to my dad this morning. And apparently my sister, while well, she's watching her boss's kids... And apparently, she just had exactly that same experience last night. She called my dad and said, I don't know what to do. We've plunged and plunged. She said, I can't. The son plunged and plunged. My sister said, I can't go in there and do it because I will throw up. What do I do? Because nothing's happening. She is on the ball, man. He thinks it's time for a plumber. (laughs) Tessa fixed our problem. That was my favorite story of the week. I thought that was hilarious. That is a brilliant story. Is Tessa dating age now? No, not yet. Okay. And I think she, I pretty much now eliminated that problem. Yeah, happened. I was going to say. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. going to hate it you. It wasn't yeah. Tessa. I told her that I was going to talk about it. She was very proud of herself. She cheered when she was... When it uh, finally went oh, yeah. down? Because it wasn't messy. It wasn't, like, gross. It was yeah, just you, water. Just, you did show me the picture, <laughs> yeah, the picture and there was nothing gross. really no. disgusting about it. I think it was, it was just... just a lot of paper down there or something. <laughs> right. But she did it. That's the important thing. With knowledge, I provided. What a father. She plunged it. Let's, right? let's clarify so what she did. There's so many ways we can take this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> so what no, this is about? fun. What are we talking about today, Betsy? Um, we are talking about... What are we talking about? about you know i was just <laughs> you knew that i'm all distracted now i know i'm looking uh, through the notes melissa oh, yes from the children's healing center is going to be with us with a much more professional interview than what we've conducted so far <laughs> yes at the end of the show uh the children's healing center is an organization in grand rapids mm-hmm. and they do a lot of things it's the nation's first recreational you know full-time year-round recreational center for children with immune 
deficiencies. Right. And where they can't go and socialize mm-hmm. and all of that. We're going to be raising some money as a company for them, Repcolite yep. is. And we wanted to introduce all of our listeners to the company because it's an amazing organization with all the things they do. That's yes. coming up at the end. But right now, we're going to talk about cold weather painting or, yeah. or the right time to get out there. Because now that the weather, we've had some really nice days, mm-hmm. and the tendency is to want to get outside. Right. And we want to get some, some of these projects done so we can actually enjoy when the weather's really nice. Right. So both of you guys, Kevin, you're... The territory rep for Benjamin Moore, Eric, as I mentioned, you're a sales rep. You guys get around. You see a lot of different projects. You see people working on great stuff. You also get dragged into, oh, this situation happened. What's going on? Why is this not working? What are some of the issues you guys have seen regarding painting too early? Well, I mean, as soon as it gets over 50 or 60 degrees, people think, okay, it's great to paint outside. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep a, a couple of things in mind. It's not just the air temp, but it's also the surface temperature that you have to worry about. It's also what's going to be happening in the near future. How quickly is the temperature going to drop? Is there going to be precipitation? If you paint at the wrong time and if the temperature does drop or we do get some rain, snow, sleet, high humidity, you can get problems like bubbling, which Eric and I have both been on jobs and and seen that happening. And also probably the next most common thing is, is surfactant leaching. Which is always really fun to say. Dan Surfactant leaching, that explain that. In layman's terms, it's it's detergent, a little soapy. It's a yellow, sticky film, sometimes mm-hmm. clear. Okay. Um, so when it happens, it's it's no integrity to the coating. That's not a problem. Um, with this kind of rain-type season, typically it'll wash off. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to take a garden hose to get it off. Um, but it's just a little situation that people see that little streaks like, ah! They'll get it in a bathroom, too. They'll get it in a bathroom, yeah. yes. Bathroom, yeah. too. Yeah, but, but you get it outside, too. In all colors. I've, I've had it happen in straight white, actually, too. But typically, the colors are where you'll see it. And, and it's a moisture thing. It's a yep, moisture, moisture thing. thing. So yep. it is the these are, for all intents and purposes, like, like Eric said, surfactants kind of act like detergent in, in paint. And they're, they're soapy in feel. Um, as the coating is curing up, setting up, drying... When you get moisture on the surface, it can bring those surfactants out. It normally happens over time that the outside when you're, you you paint, they get repeated washings and slowly that stuff just migrates out of the coating. But when it happens quickly, you paint, it gets colder, you get precip- you get some sort of humidity or wetness on the surface, it brings them out in a hurry. So the day after you paint, you can see surfactant leaching on the surface. It could be yellowish uh, uh, is Eric mentioned it can be silvery, it can be just a difference in sheen, but it's very evident when you see it. And it can be rinsed away. Yeah. 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 The the coating doesn't have a problem, but it's 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 definitely not a nice aesthetic no. look. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The other problem this time of year too is you know we get the nice warm days and then cool nights, uh the frost. Big mm-hmm. problem with the frost. Uh, oh yeah. Get out in the morning, get the truck going, it's frosted and that's going to be on your coating so you want to be careful of that too i I like to use my car as a gauge what kind of complaints i'm going to get from the day before you know all that dew sitting there okay all that frost sitting there okay Uh, (laughs) what about okay go ahead well low temp coatings i mean we get that all the time in the stores people say well don't you have low temp paint and we do you know anywhere from 32 33 degrees to 40 degrees it just depends on the product and people think that well i can paint you know in the middle of the day when yeah, it's 40 the degrees and there you go <laughs> right and that is not the case at all uh, on most of our products we have 40 degree minimum and we're building a little bit of a cushion water freezes at 32 
Mm-hmm. So you don't really want to go down to freezing because if, if the coating does freeze before it's set up, dried, or cured, you can have some long-term integrity problems. He's don't, looking at you, Betsy. When yes. he's, <laughs> did you notice that, Eric? Actually, um, I don't kind of, kind of, I think I was, I was Kevin looking knows at the fifth. better than to look at me. <laughs> well, when I think integrity, I think of... Coatings yeah. and stuff. Because Kevin yeah. is a paint guy yeah. through and through. Lives, breathes, sleeps, paint. It's a good thing, I think. Yeah. But anyway. So you see those issues. Yeah. So so at 40 degrees, builds a little bit of a cushion. We don't want to go down to freezing. That's not good. But at 40 degrees, that's temperature, that's surface temperature, air temperature, surface temperature. And it's got to be that way going forward as the coating dries and it sets up. It can't be 40 degrees in the application, 35 30 degrees before it's it had a chance to fully cure. Um, how long are you good. thinking? Well, when we talk about fully curing, how long well, do you want it, it to it, stay it 40? Takes a, it, it takes a, a latex product quite a while to fully cure. It's, it's weeks. Right. But as long as we're pretty far down the path, you know, the, the, the good day of decent weather, mm-hmm. then we're generally in pretty good shape. So if we get precipitation moisture on it after that, then it's generally not going to be an issue. But we don't want to push that. So a good day or two of 40. Yeah. We don't want to drop it down. We don't want better. rain. Yeah. The longer, right. the better. All right. Day and night. We always yeah. forget yep. about the nighttime curing yep. process as well, too. So so that's what we're looking for. That's why those low temp paints, mm-hmm. it's not deceiving, but sometimes we don't think it all right. the way through. Yeah. yeah. What about that window of time to paint this time of year? You know, when can I get started? When should I wrap up for the evening? Well, it, it, this we do the same thing in the fall. Start a little later finish a little earlier this time of year because the coatings on either side of that the temperature they're going to be temperature sensitive so we want the surface temperature to warm up give it time in the morning don't start at eight o'clock and then in the evening stop a little bit early so we have a chance for that coating to start setting up before the temperatures fall or we get precipitation well, or high humidity usually we tell people not to paint in the sun paint on the cooler side of the house but if you're painting on a 50 degree day yeah. it's probably worth it to paint in the sun this time of year because you want it just that little yeah. bit warmer yeah. to help you out right. yeah we don't want them to do that in the summer because it's 80 degrees and right the sunny side of the house the surface temperature can be quite above that a hundred yep 100 <laughs> yeah, degrees correct, or more yeah. right. Yeah, right guys we're out of time can you hang with us over the break and we'll pick it up on the other side not a chance well, fine then. That's fine. We will come back with just Eric. Kevin, you may exit the building. Of course. We'll, we'll give your Thank seat you. to someone else. We'll be back in the studio with Kevin and Eric after a break. Stay tuned. I was ready for that idea. Excuse me, because I, I was picking up. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. When we're back, I'm yes, Dan Hansen. And I'm Batsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with Kevin Herman, Hello, territory Dan. rep from Benjamin Moore, and Eric Lowing, Repco Light's own. Eric. I, you had to think about that for a minute. Did, well, I was did, did you forgive of, me, Dan? No. no, I thought he was going to try to insult you, and he was just trying to think of a good one, and he failed. Well, I, is that what is? You know his facial expressions. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll remember yeah. that. Yeah, and it's such an easy thing to do. The little hamster on the wheel in his head, yeah. like, stopped well, and see, just started flipping around. Trying to be nice, but Eric is a person, if you've ever, well, for the listeners, it, most of you have never met Eric, but when you meet him, you instantly want to make fun of him because <laughs> you're fun. 
I mean, you, it's not it's my like Carl Molson nose. It. It's not the nose. No, okay. It's not the, it's not the beady <laughs> it's eyes. Not the bald head. It, it, the beady eyes helps. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's just so much fun. It just automatically happens. And I was led that way, but I tried to be nice. But then you guys all dragged me into this. Yes. Anyway, of course, we were talking about. Painting outside mm. this time of year, yeah. the itch starts. People want to get out there, but is it the right time? Is this the right situation? Right. And we talked about all the different temperatures and things you should be shooting for. If you miss that, go back and listen to it. We'll have it posted when the show is off the air. Right. You can go back and find it at repcolite.com. Otherwise, call any repcolite or Port City Paint Store, and we'll help you with that. But at the beginning of the segment, you guys both mentioned different problems that you've seen. Bubbling was one of them. And it seems like we've seen everything, but there's always something new. Yeah, Yeah. let's go into some of those problems that people might encounter if the situation, you know, if if everything isn't perfect when they start and what they do about it. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about some things that we've seen or uh, actual problems that we've faced. And and, uh, I guess one thing that I'd want to point out, let's say, for example, you looked at the weather forecast and it looked like you're going to have a decent stretch without precipitation. We all know how accurate those weather forecasts can be. It's very sure. complicated. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you're batting 50%, you're probably doing pretty well in your forecasting. If you apply coating and if you get precipitation and the next day you see little bubbles in your paint film, don't do anything with them. Mm. Leave them alone. So um, I shouldn't pop them. No, do no, not pop no, no, no. That's the worst thing I'm going to do. <laughs> don't that, panic and leave them alone. I was going to say, like should we panic? Because yeah. that sounds like something Dan would do. Yeah, Start no, don't, don't panic. Leave, leave them alone. Most of the time, that because it is water, right? So mm-hmm. it'll dry out. We had a building, was it two years ago? Three years oh, ago? We lose a little bit of track of time. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was bubbles everywhere. That It was nice out. Rain came out of nowhere. Everyone was panicking. We just leave it alone. And it was great. Dried out. Great adhesion. To this day, the building still looks great. So don't panic. Yeah, it can take a while. That 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 particular year, we had a, a a few days of very warm weather, but then for the next two or three weeks, it was fairly cold and rainy. And we kept assuring the business, business owner and the painting contractor that, look, don't address this yet. Don't pop these things. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Eventually, the paint, these, these coatings are made to be breathable and flexible. Breathable means moisture is supposed to be migrate, able to migrate through. When we get a good stretch of weather, good drying weather, that moisture will probably come through the coating. Those bubbles will lay back down. You'll never notice they were there. It actually went for several weeks before we got good drying weather, and it still did just fine. So good rule of thumb, whatever you see out there, don't panic. Don't freak out. Don't take action. Mm -hmm. Give us a call. And we can either answer the question right over the phone, any Rep Collider Port City Paint Store. If necessary, we can get a sales rep out there. We'll send take Eric a look. out to take care of your paint problems. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I would really hold it off to be a last resort. Thanks, Kevin. Don't try to solve a problem because you could end up creating a bigger problem. Right. Yes. Whereas it might be no issue at all. Right. So what else do we need to be aware of? You know, the dew point. You know, you know, I talked about the car, how we had the moisture on the car. And uh, so that, that's going to be on your coating. Even though our coatings are quick dry, you know, moisture resistance, that do gets on there, you're going to get water spots on there. Don't panic, but water spots will not wash off. It, through my years, it, it has. And that's a lot get, of years. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, it's a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, but now it you need to get repainted. Don't panic, and then followed it up with water spots won't wash off. They won't wash that's off. It's like the doctor saying, don't panic. <laughs> But your face is going to look like this for the rest of your for life. For the rest of your life. It, that seems like a panic moment. <laughs> well, the doctor can make me still look good when he's all done. 
And so yeah, we it would can be still a really make the surface starting good. process. I haven't it's, decided. It's down the road away. He doesn't have enough money. <laughs> okay, so the water spots, you've not seen that go. And what does that look like? I mean, for the listeners, Literally what are just we little white rings. Certain colors bring it out more than others, I'm assuming. Darker colors, you'll notice they show it. it more. Yeah, yeah, yep. So what do you do if you've got that? Just uh, you make sure your surface is still clean again, and just have to repaint. Unless, have you seen anything else different, Kevin? Through my years, that's is all. No, depending on and uh, how long they get baked in, you know, sometimes it's pretty much impossible to remove them. You have to repaint. On that topic, though, Benjamin Moore has several products that have phenomenal early moisture resistance. So it's not like we have to worry about this every time there's there's dew. It's just something to be aware of. We have products that fight against this just simply because of the, the product quality and the attributes of the product. Benjamore has done some tests with um, Ultraspec EXT, yes. Morgard, Morglow, Regal Select, and Aura Exterior up against competition, and our test, Benjamin Moore's test, we outperform them. Outperform them? Okay. So we do have products to resist mm-hmm. this moisture and all sure. of these things. And, and yep. what you're not saying is that every time we paint and you get dew on it, you're going to have this problem, no. like Eric said, where it's don't panic, but repaint the entire house. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, the exception. Exactly. That's the exception. That's why you don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch the weather. You want to do all of that. Correct. But you also have to... You have to be aware of that window. You know, start painting later and quit painting earlier. See, I quit painting early just because I'm sick of it. Imagine that. That's a good rule of thumb. When you're sick of it, quit. Let's just quit. <laughs> well, yeah, but for Dan, that's like five minutes, and then he's sick of it. Got so. a very short attention span. Sometimes when we work on segments and we're trying to get an idea, I'll get four steps down uh-huh. a certain road, and then like five other ideas open up in my head, so I uh-huh. start down all of those roads. It's like a rabbit hole, yeah. trying to chase <laughs> him through his thought holes. process, yeah. and you get stuck in all the cobwebs along the way, I'd like to point out. Yeah. I found out if I hit one ear... Like with my open palm, I can feel air coming out of the other one. <laughs> is that normal? Or is um, that a panic thing? No. I only know one other person, but I'm not going to mention Kevin. I'm just, I just will not do that. Uh, taking cheap shots. <laughs> what other exterior issues should we be paying attention to? You know, Or are there some great projects that we could start with right now? I was going to say, probably a deck is a good project. Start getting that prepped, because we still want that to dry. Mm-hmm. So a good time to start on a deck. Get it all prepped, power wash, and now we have time to let the thing dry. Big thing to remember is if you've got any questions about any exterior or interior paint project that mm-hmm. you're tackling, stop out at any Repco Light or Port City Paint Store. Give us a call. We'll help you figure it out. Right. Kevin, Eric, that's all the time we've got. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Good time. Now, all right. When we come back, we're going to be sitting down with Melissa Block from the Children's Healing Center in Grand Rapids to talk about the work that they do there. And if you're not familiar with them... You're going to want to tune in because you're going to be amazed that we've got organizations like this available to us right here in Grand Rapids. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, mm-hmm. we've been training, right? <laughs> you have been. Yeah, I've been training for this big run. Yeah. Now they changed the name again. What is the run again? Now it's the Amway Riverbank yes. Run. Yes. But I have an app on my phone. Bob Trozak, the manager at our Plainfield store, had this great idea that <laughs> Repcolite should field a team for this run. Right. And he suggested that if I'm going to be a part of it, I should start training. And he downloaded an app on my phone. What is for it? Me. Couch potato yes. to something? Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> 
he realized that I sweat when I drop a pencil on the ground and have to bend to pick it up. Well, I don't think that's going to change just because you've been training. No, and I've not been as religiously training as I should be. Mm-hmm. I run for a little bit and then I don't. Spring break got the best of you, huh? It did. Uh-huh. It did. Yeah. My daughter lost weight. I gained weight. Anyway, <laughs> it happens. But why are we training for this run? We are training because we are hoping to raise money for the Children's Healing Center. This is an organization that um, Bob came to us and said, I would really like to raise money for them. And so we got on board and here we are. Yeah, we didn't know a lot about them. No. So we went out and got a tour of the facility. I do see their billboards all over town, yeah. though, and I think that raises a lot of questions. People wonder, who who is the Children's Healing Center? What is this all about? Well, and that's what we figured we'd accomplish some of that today. So we right. have Melissa Block, the Associate Director of the Children's Healing Center, with us here today. Melissa, thanks for being here. Thank you. Good morning. Well, I guess let's just start with maybe introducing your organization to all of our listeners, yeah. tell us what you guys do. The Children's Healing Center is the nation's first recreational facility for kids with weak immune systems. We opened in the fall of 2015, and we serve families who have a child vulnerable to illness due to things like a cancer diagnosis, a cardiology condition, a kidney condition, um, a whole bunch of different things that cause the child to um, be more susceptible to illness than their peers. So you were founded in 2015. Correct. And the founder, Amanda Wynn, I believe it was. Amanda Wynn recently as Amanda Barber now. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Congratulations to Amanda. (laughs) Your website needs to be updated. (laughs) I was thinking that when I saw that on there. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, she she went through her own medical journey that basically caused her to see a need for this, right? Correct. So at 20, her early 20s, she had just graduated from U of M's architecture school, uh, had started her first you know, real job back in Grand Rapids, and uh, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four. So she uh, underwent treatment at the uh, Children's Hospital mm-hmm. uh, under pediatric care, which is common for that age group. Um, and while she was doing that, she was continuing to work and was working on a sports barn for a family at the time. It was meeting all of these families whose lives had drastically changed. Uh, they were experiencing isolation and loss of community and the inability to kind of go out in the regular world and participate in things like they previously were able to. So as she was working on this sports barn, she thought, wouldn't it be really cool if I could create a space like this sports barn for families um, where they could safely go? So that thus the idea was right. was born. So. Wow, that is incredible. Now, walk us through. You took us on a tour of Mm -hmm. your facility. This is going to be hard, so everyone's going to have to use their imaginations. Can you... Walk us through verbally your facility because it's a very unique space. It is. It's really a space you kind of have to see to fully understand what we do. Uh, We have 7,000 square feet. We're located on Fulton Street right next to the Aquinas College's field house. So just a little offset from Medical Mile, uh, but close enough to where families Mm -hmm. who might be coming to town for treatment can come through. Uh, You come through our doors and we have as close to a germ-free environment as you can get. We have HEPA air filtration. We have water filtration, pressurization in the building cleanable, wipeable, antimicrobial surfaces. Uh, When anyone comes into our building, they are screened in to ensure they're healthy enough to be there for the day. And if anyone were to not pass that screening, um, they wouldn't be allowed into our program space. So after they go through the screening, we wipe down shoes, put items away, and take them back into our play space, uh, which is comprised of four different zones, is what we call them. Mm -hmm. 
And then all of them, we focus on socialization, um, emotional health, physical health, and learning. We're always trying to teach the kids something. Right. So why is this socialization so important to these kids? It's come up a couple times now. Why is this an important thing for them? You know, when you are forced to live in a state of isolation due to illness, your world shrinks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imagine a world where you couldn't take your kid to get groceries or to a birthday party or to family events. Um, It's really tough when you are are homebound and the only places you're going are doctor's appointments or hospital visits. And it's not just the sick child and the parents that are affected, but the entire family. So you're saying no to siblings as well who can't do things. Um, It robs a child's childhood from them. And we're just trying to give that back to them, some normalcy um, and some experiences in their life. See, we had, I have five kids and one of them came without issues with the whole (laughs) process, right? Right. The first two were twins. They came very early and we spent a week at Helen DeVos and we thought, oh my goodness, a week. I don't know how we can do this. I remember we were sitting in the waiting room because the nurses were doing their little check-in or shift change and we were talking to a couple and we were kind of bemoaning our story, you know, because the weight of the world had fallen on us and we had a whole (laughs) week to be here and they were, this couple was so kind and I remember them ending we asked them, oh, well, how long have you been here? And they had been here 90 some days. So we felt really, Ooh. really pathetic. Right. But when we got home, we had been told, because the kids had come prematurely, that we needed to stay away from all of the things that you just talked about, all of these little family events and things like that. And that was just for that first few months. You know, they were born in November, so mm-hmm. we had to skip Thanksgiving. We had to skip Christmas with the family. And that was a big deal. But you're talking about people who are dealing with this for the long haul, right? Definitely. And it's really a strain on the family unit. Um, Siblings don't always understand why the sick child is getting the Mm -hmm. attention. uh, And in their experiences can be diminished um, and they feel left out and by nobody's fault but at the center they're welcome and they can come as well um, you know when Amanda was going through treatment how I got involved at the center is my daughter was diagnosed with cancer two months after Amanda was and I experienced all of this as well uh, and it's really hard because a cold can put most of our kids in the hospital it mm-hmm. can be life threatening so the outside world doesn't always understand the necessity to be hyper vigilant and careful right. um, Even extended family doesn't always Mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. I know we dealt with that. Just we can't come to Christmas just this one time. Right. And people just they kind of thought we were overreacting. Overreacting. And it's easy, um, I think, for people to see a child with cancer. It's very identifiable illness. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You see that child. you, You understand what they're going through. But for a lot of our kids, their illnesses aren't as obvious and um, the outside world can't always see the struggle that's going on inside that tiny body and the need for uh, the protection around that family. And, and all of that creates a sense of isolation to where the families are not, they may still be getting support from their friends and family, but it's different when you're in a community of people who get it. And that's what we have created um, as a beautiful community of, of supportive people. And I want to talk about that because I know when we toured it, we saw a number of places mm-hmm. where parents would gather, where... <clears throat> All of this would happen, and they'd have all this interaction and kind of support that was gained. And I want to dig into that, but we don't have time on this segment. Can you hang with us over the break? Yeah, most definitely. All right. We'll be back in the studio with Melissa Block in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, 
The Repco Like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, we're back and we're here with Melissa Block, the Associate Director of the Children's Healing Center in Grand Rapids. Melissa, thanks for hanging with us over the break. No problem. We were all right, right? It's all good. (laughs) You didn't scare her away. That's good. (laughs) Anyway, we've been talking about the Children's Healing Center, and it's basically, what did you say, the nation's first year-round recreational center for kids with weak immune systems. That's correct. So the first one. Germ-free zone. Germ-free zone. I like that. I would like to live there. (laughs) (laughs) I hate germs, by the way. Well, and it's such a neat facility. It is. You know, we went there with certain things in mind. At least I did. I Mm -hmm. pictured bubbles and, you know, everybody (laughs) being separated and it wasn't like that at all. Nope. No. So it was very cool. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we were talking about at the end of the last segment that I wanted to get into is the the support that you say parents find Mm -hmm. there because they meet each other and they talk through, I'm imagining, that a lot of them are going through similar situations. Yeah, they are. And I think it's really important um, as a parent who's been through it myself to know that you can say a procedure or say a situation and that parent's eyes just like light up's the wrong word, but it's just this understanding and there's Mm -hmm. this immediate bond and they're like, oh, I get it. I I totally understand. And you don't have to go through a lot of backstory. You don't have to apologize. There isn't a lot of explanation. You just are already meeting each other in the same place. Um, And it's just this beautiful community. And I've been so pleased to see the parents that are rising up around each other to support each other. Well, it's nice because... A lot of times you spend so much time, even with family, you know, explaining all kinds of stuff and everyone is supportive, but they don't necessarily get it. They say, oh, yes, I understand. I'm so sorry. And they mean well, but it's it's not the same as someone who's actually been through it or who's going through it. I think Mm -hmm. that's a a key component. We love our families, but yeah, (laughs) that happened with our last set of twins. We lost one and Hannah the mm-hmm. one who survived stayed. We got our 90 days at right. Helen DeVos with her. And yeah, you would meet people and, oh, the, you know, they've been through a couple of medical mm-hmm. things and they understand. And then you meet a couple of parents. You know, of course, we were surrounded by parents, but those conversations were so beneficial because mm-hmm. they were either further on and they could give us mm-hmm. encouragement that, you know, you make it through this or they were just starting and we were that role right. for them. So. Right. You see that all happening right in front of you guys. We do. And it's not just with the parents either. It's with the kids. Um, We do a book club every summer. And last summer, the kids read Wonder. And there were a lot of uh, siblings Mm -hmm. of the qualifying children that participated in the conversations that those nine to 12 year olds had uh, and the relational experiences they were pulling and sharing. They're supporting each other, too. Right. In the same way. And it's just really incredible. Now, Melissa, why don't you talk about some of these programs and activities and things that you guys do? Because I know that you have special days for certain special things. I've been on your website yeah. perusing, and man, I want she to be She stalks everybody. I do. That's how she does it. I, well, no, I like to be informed. That's right. <laughs> so why don't you go through some of these cool yeah. activities that you guys do? So we have programs designed for kids uh, and adults age 0 to 26, mm-hmm. and we do different things that, um, that, that they want to do. We call it member-driven programming. 
So in the mornings, we're doing a little Tots University, which is something that is pre-preschool readiness for our youngest members where they're coming and gaining those socialization skills in that school kind of setting, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really needed. A lot of our kiddos are a little developmentally delayed due to their condition. So we're just one more tool in that toolbox. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thursday nights are teen and tween nights, and they do a lot of sports activities and musical sessions. Tuesday nights, we have uh, art programs and parent time support where the parents will do yoga. Mm. Um, and then they'll have a oftentimes a facilitated conversation with someone from Gilda's Club or maybe a um, social worker or something mm-hmm. where they're able to just commune together with the kids on the opposite side of the building. Um, we do Saturday programming where parents can drop their kids off um, for a few hours and go get groceries or go on a date night or just have some time to themselves. And we really just try to do a bunch of different engaging programs for different ages. Um, We have something for everyone at the center. So what age groups do you take? I know that there is a a cutoff age for you guys. What does that look like? So 26 is the cutoff. That's our uh, 19 to 26 year olds are what we call adolescent and young adult group, our AYA group. They Mm -hmm. form a social club um, where they can, they do a lot of offsite stuff as well as a group. They're going to the Griffins game this Friday, actually. And um, they do a bunch of different things together. But our our main programming during the week is for that zero to 18 year olds. Um, That's our most consistent regular programming. Now, I'm sure that there is some sort of cost associated with this kind of thing, because all the things that you guys do do not come free. So what is the cost? Sure, that's a great question. Um, As a nonprofit, we're completely community funded, which is why um, opportunities like this to partner with individuals and businesses in the community are so important and why we're so thrilled to work with Repco Light on this. Um, For our families, it's really important to us that there is no cost. Uh, the, The medical costs that are that happen in a situation mm-hmm. like this are insurmountable. And in about 60% of the cases, one parent has to reduce work drastically or stop working mm-hmm. altogether. Right. Um, so for us to give people community and kids normal childhood experiences should not have a price tag. So we do what's called Partners in Play, and that's a sponsorship model where organizations, churches, people, businesses can sponsor a family's membership at the center for uh, so that way there's not a cost to our families. So what are some of the biggest things that you guys could use or need? You know, we, we're in a community that's very giving. Yes. You know, we've seen that over and over mm-hmm. with things like this. Mm-hmm. What are some of your biggest needs? Are they posted on the website somewhere? So it's twofold. We do have a wish list on Amazon. Uh, as you can imagine, our toys are well-loved, and we need to replace those frequently mm-hmm. um, to ensure the integrity of our cleanliness and our space. But one of our biggest costs is the integrity of our space, our germ-free environment. That is what is most unique to us, and maintaining that is really challenging. So um, we would go through 2,500 disinfectant wipes a year, these hospital-grade disinfectant wipes. We have tacky mats that go into each of our rooms, these boxes of tacky mats. The tacky mat. (laughs) Yeah. I felt so bad when we came on our tour. (laughs) I knew you were going to talk about everybody. I was so humiliated because you're leading us through, and everybody, you explained what the little mats were, 
and everybody in my group walked around the mat, and I trudged right over top of it. Not at all. <laughs> and I look, and there's my dirty little footprints. Oh, that's good. And then Bob said, well, there you go, Dan. That's going to have to be replaced. <laughs> Way to go. So you go through a lot of those. We go I'm through sure. a lot of tacky mats, yeah. So really um, having uh, the funds and the materials in place to keep the integrity of our space is a big deal for us as well. But certainly we're always looking to replace and add new toys, um, games, and things to our mix. So. And they can find that wish list? On our website. On your website. Yep. We have a, a tab called Get Involved, and there's opportunities for volunteering and um, for helping to financially contribute to the center as well. Now, if a family listening is thinking... That really is something that we're interested in. We're going through this situation. We didn't know about you guys. How do they get involved? How do they, you know, what do they need to do? So there's also a membership tab on our website where they can reach out to us directly. Um, All families do need a medical referral to attend the center. So whether the family reaches out to us first or they go to their medical provider first, either is acceptable. Um, But we'd just love to talk to them. They can reach out to us and we can point them in the right direction or their physician or uh, medical team can refer them to us as well. This is such a great cause, and that's why we really wanted to get involved. That's why we're going to be out there running or walking, as it may be. Pulled in a little red wagon. (laughs) Right. Also, we're going to be supporting it with the grand opening of our Broadmoor store. We'll talk about that in just a couple minutes here. But just think about what all you can do for all these kids who, you know, this is their place to go. This is their place to feel like they're part of a community. I mean, we're all a part of a community. Let's let the kids be a part of a community, too. You don't realize how much they're missing until you really think about it. Till Like, when we went through the facility, I did not know what to expect. Right. I was thinking it was going to be, honestly, Bob explained this to us, and I went thinking this is like a cleaned-up version of one of those fast food playlands <laughs> and i was blown away it doesn't by, do it just right blown away by all the measures you take mm-hmm. but also more even more so by the scope of what you were trying to do and who you were trying to help it really got us excited so mm-hmm. melissa if people want to get more information about the children's healing center where do they look uh, www.childrenshealingcenter.org or find us on facebook All right, Melissa Block from the Children's Healing Center. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. And there you go, Betsy. I hiccuped. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't know if that came through, but... That was inappropriate. No, it wasn't a gross hiccup. It was just like a burst of air coming from my stomach. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure in what the, world the that show is, is over. Not let's yes. let's be professional, Betsy. Yeah, okay. please. The show is over for the week, uh-huh. and if you want to hear it again, and I can't imagine after that who wouldn't. <laughs> right. You can find it online at repcolite.com. Yes, or you can be going to iTunes, oh, subscribing, that's right. or you can listen to past episodes on iTunes, and you should. Yeah. And leave us some reviews, good reviews. Yes. So head there and check that out. Yes. Also, follow us on Instagram. I am trying to do a better job. You are doing a really good job with our Instagram account. I am trying. We went from zero posts this week to four posts this week. Well, (laughs) zero posts over the course of the two years that I've had that account. Yes. I've done a terrible job with Instagram. What's sad is we actually had followers who were following a whole (laughs) lot of nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully. craving a word from Repco Light's Instagram account. Well, now Betsy's at the helm, 
And yes. those words are coming out. Now, one thing that I want to highlight before we sign off, mm-hmm. right? That's Radio yes. Talk? Yes, Yeah, before we're done for the week, we mentioned in this last segment that we're going to be celebrating the grand opening of our Broadmoor store. Yes. In early May, May 6th through 11. And we're going to be donating a percentage of the sales from that week mm-hmm. to the Children's Healing Center. Right. And we're hoping to raise a lot of money. We're going to have more information about that and exactly how it's going to work coming up as we get closer yeah, to that at grand opening. Yeah, in the next few weeks. But we just wanted to throw the word out there. Right. Anyway, whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you figure out what to do when you get the text message from your kid with the photo of the toilet that's overflowing. <laughs> we'll help you figure out how to walk them through the plunging process if they're not familiar. Yes, yeah, so they're not panicking. I'm an expert now. I know. Thanks for listening.